Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Players Only with Chiefs Radio Network color analyst Danon Hughes. Nice slant route. This is a business decision. You know you're going to take a lump. And former linebacker Sean Barber. There's a thing called street justice. You take care of yours. Yeah. You take care of your family, take care of your chicken, take care of your money. <laughs> On your official broadcast partner, the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. What's good, Kansas City? What's good, Chiefs Kingdom? We are back in the building. Players Only is back in full force. Plus one. We got Sean Barber, a.k.a. Barbershop. Sean Barber 59, if you want to follow him on Twitter. What is it? Sean Barber 7884. Man, Danny, you got that photographic memory, bro. Yeah, that's it. On Instagram. IG. IG. Follow that, brother. We also got a guest in the studio. I'm going to announce him. A fellow offensive guy. Offensive. Offend me. We are offending Barbershop tonight. Got Billy Baber, former Chiefs tight end. Virginia. What was it? Commodores? <laughs> oh, what are y'all, the Buckeyes? Oh, Buckeyes and Commodores. Hey, ain't but, one, ain't but one University of Richmond Spiders in the building, so we ain't got to worry about that. And I am Danon Hughes. You can follow me on Twitter at DAHughesGuy83 or on Instagram, Danon Hughes. And we are back like we are every week during the Chiefs season for players only. Remember, the Jay Southland Toe Service text line is open, 913-586-7610. Call in, text us. We will be here for the next 58 minutes. And we got a lot to talk about, a lot to chop up. Let's start it off, Baber. We'll we'll let the offensive guy go before Sean Barber. I, I play favorites on this show. I like it. Last week, Chiefs get a win against the Seahawks. Uneventful. Is it worth talking about? Is it just kind of one of the steps that we had to necessarily go through just to get where we're going? Or like I kind of feel like, and I don't know if you guys feel the same way. I'd be interested in hearing your take. Like it's almost it was not a divisional opponent. It's not a playoff team. We beat them up. Like, is it even worth this first quarter of the show <laughs> to talk about? Not, not really, because they're out of the playoffs, right? Yeah. And you know, again, we we were just talking about this a little earlier. You know, was, I think the score was twenty-four to ten. Um, you know, I mean, Pat had a decent game. Uh, Pacheco did his normal stuff. Uh, Kelsey 
went for 100 again. I mean, you know, you, you look at this and you go, we, sh we should win 44 to 10, right? Like, I feel like our team is that much better than, than the Seahawks at this moment. Um, but we kind of let them hang around. It was just, I don't ever felt like it was out of hand. Um, I don't ever felt like we didn't have a grip on winning this game. But, yeah, I mean, to spend more than five minutes talking about it, I think it's too long. So, Barbershop, before we get to you, you you feel, you seem kind of like ambivalent, kind of like, uh, you know, concerned. I, I, I sense some concern in your voice when you're talking about what we should have done and what we did do. Is that something that is, like, are you taking, like, Maalox or Tums before these games because you're feeling a certain way that – that uh, we may not be in the right space. Text line. That's Dana trying to be a mind reader. I, I, I want. I want <laughs> us to beat somebody by thirty. You know, okay. When we when we can, let's do it. Um, just because I think it sends a message. Uh, I also believe, and we've done this this year, where you know games like this, when we're playing opponents that we should beat or inferior opponents, we don't really handle business the way we should. Mm. Um, we win, yeah. and I think a lot of that comes down to Pat Mahomes having the ball last. Uh, that is the ultimate trump card in this whole game. I just I want to see that happen. Like, I just I want to feel it. I want to see it. I want the guys to feel it and see it. And maybe this is something they don't want. Maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe Andy's calling off the dogs and we're not running our best plays and we're not doing certain things that he knows would be successful because he doesn't want to show it. Um but I just – I would love to see that. We were talking about it, you know, we were talking about the Dallas Titan game tonight. You know, Dallas is kind of the same way. Yeah. I mean, with the dogs they got, I mean, they got people everywhere. Defense, offense, stars. They should throw. They should throttle the Titans tonight, but it won't happen. Mm. I mean, that's just what they do. Barbershop. Now we're talking. <laughs> What's the deal? The Seahawks, man, listen, they were they were a little bit uh lack of motivation. Um they came in obviously, you know, Tyler Lockett broke his finger. That's I mean, listen, I know everybody loves DK Metcalf, but in my eyes, it's not just because I know Kevin Lockett, but Tyler Lockett is the greatest weapon any quarterback can have. Mm -hmm. Consistently ball player. Man, yeah. runs routes, great hands, great footwork, got the two step, the toast tap, um a great uh, you know, knows where his body, body control contested catches, understands zone versus man, how to sit down in the zone, run away from man, always just like that kind of consistency with somebody with the amount of ability that young man has. I don't know what else you want in a receiver. And so when you lose that and you're, you know, a quarterback and now you realize that um, Marquise Goodwin or whoever was trying to fill in, I mean, he's not that. And that leaves only – DK Metcalf, which is a great down the field, 50 50 ball getter. Um, you know, a couple opportunities in the game when he's one on one to throw up the ball to him and see if the defense may fall asleep. But, I mean, besides that, um, you know, a few runs got to the outside, but they called it back for holding and stuff like that. Uh, it, it, it just was. It was a ho hum kind of game, get through it. Um, obviously, a home game. Um, it was cold as all get out. Mm -hmm. um, so to see our team uh, kind of come together and take care of business with the elements, what the way they was, and just always have control of the game, I'm not really worried about the the differentiate the the different the difference of points as far as the, the span of how many points we give up versus how many we score. I, I look for like just did we have control of the game for 50 minutes, 50 of the 60 minutes, 
And to me, we did, and that makes it a dominant win, no matter what that you know ending score ended up being. Yeah, I think I'm kind of in between what you guys are thinking. And, and Baber, you played on really, really strong offensive teams. I played on really strong defensive teams. And there's always that sense that you are significantly better than the other team. So why are we? Why are they still around? Like, why are they still here? Why are we only up by 7, 10, or what have you? Uh, from this game, I feel like prior to this game, I said this is a, a really good team that's playing good football. But we've become accustomed to seeing greatness. So – like the tone that you had and, and just the aura about you and, and recapping this game, I feel like that's probably uh, something that's uniform around Chiefs Kingdom for the most part. We're happy we're winning. We obviously have the goal of being in Glendale, Arizona in February, and that's the Super Bowl, and we want some revenge on the way with the Cincinnati Bengals and all these other different narratives. But – we have to come to grips with the fact that as of right now, which is a good thing, can be a really good thing, that we're just a really good team playing good football. Now, we don't have to play great football until the second week, maybe third week of January, and then on. So there's some encouragement in that, but I also believe, like you, Billy, um, we shouldn't be just content with just winning because there's – there's uh, an, an impetus that we will have to use. There is something that will catapult us by the successes that we have now. Like I'd like to see in these last two games, I want to see a wide receiver do something to the point where when the playoffs start, whoever we're playing, they will have to gear up for. Because right now there's nobody that – they are that is a part of the game plan specifically for another team to to uh, deal with besides Travis Kelsey. But isn't in, on the same um, stand? Isn't that kind of uh, from a defense standpoint? It's almost harder to defend. Um, you know, five really good receivers or five really good weapons rather than just two uh, main ones that you got to account for. And I think that's the whole thing we talked about. The um, a lot of the teams that we've we faced in the past. They, they found a way to take away that one deep threat that we, that we had. And then they made Pat throw the people he was not comfortable throwing to, and Patrick, throw the people he wasn't comfortable and take things underneath. And then they're just, you know, smacking at the ball, trying to rip it out, trying to – it's like, oh, hey, right, give the Chiefs the little dinks and ducks, dunks and then try to just, uh, dislodge the ball. And knowing that you know, our offense is not gauged upon running the ball, we don't play smash mouth downhill running the game, that's not really something we do. So, you know, take away that big play, uh, the, the, the unscheduled, off-scheduled throws from Pat. Don't blitz him. Um, sag back, sag back, and then let somebody come with a shadow blitz. And that's been the, the, the kind of recipe to, for kind of getting us off our, 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 our goals. And then wait for the referee to just throw an untimely flag to help the <laughs> other team's offense or to, you know, put us in a you know, second and 24 or something like that. I mean – I'm glad you said that because you and I, we actually exchanged text messages during the game. So I'm doing the broadcast in the booth, and Barbara Schaub is texting me about calls on the field and inconsistencies with refs, et cetera, which I believe is true also. 
again, we've we've railed on the refereeing and justifiably so for a large part of this season on this show. Uh, I, I always feel, and I'll recap it, I don't feel like there's enough accountability. They should be held ac- more accountable than just the the circumstances around whether or not they get a playoff or a Super Bowl. Hey, like, babe, babe, you got any you got any suggestions? What, what do you think about this pass interference, uh, defense, offensive defensive pass interference, the way you're seeing it being um, officiated, and then also like roughing the quarterback and things like you know, where, where do you think the league is going right now? Well, I think I think we have to, I think we have to for the quarterbacks when as we saw last week with Tua, we have to be able to go back and review roughing the passers. Yeah. Like, we have to. Like college. We're, we're like, t- college. Yeah, we're, we're taking if, – if, if the safety of the player, which it should be, uh, is at the utmost importance, and these quarterbacks are the guys who are taking the biggest hits, and we're calling these big-time penalties at times in games when th- they could or could not – I think we need to solidify those calls. Um, I'm, I'm also not – totally out of whack with what the college football does for pass interference. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if we're going to keep continuing, and again, I was an offensive guy. I watch a lot of stuff with Barbershop. He always is screaming offensive <laughs> pass interference all the time. But, uh, you know, it's just something that we've been accustomed to, and it's really hard yeah. to play defensive back. Oh, who, that, it's, it's, it's almost impossible. You would ne- I mean, I would never sign up to play defense – in in the way the league is is mandated now, and the way the the league is officiated, you basically, if you are an aggressive uh, on defense, just go ahead in the beginning of the season write a check for a hundred grand, because you're gonna get fined, you're gonna and you're gonna get, you know, you're gonna have those situations that are gonna come up. And we've taken guys like when Barbara and I played Cam Chancellor out of the game, mm-hmm. right? Like there there there's no room for Cam Chancellors anymore. That type of safety that comes down that forces you to pass the ball because when he's in the box, you can't run the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he blitzes, somebody's going to get hurt. Yeah. I mean, that's who he was, right? That guy has no part in the National Football League anymore. But I think those type of players bring something we need to see. Now, they got to learn how to play it a little bit differently. Well, Derwin James is an example. He got thrown out of the game. Derwin James. Great, great safety, yeah. right? I, I mean, this is this is something that I think has to be, uh, again, the quarterback, we, I think we can fix that with reviewing all those. But the pass interference, man, it's – and I know why DBs get paid a lot because it is almost impossible to play that position. Yeah, I think the worst part for me in pass interference – and, again, this is, this is unique because you got two offensive guys talking about what – you speak the truth. That, that we're actually speaking the truth. Yeah, we're like not. That. This is unbiased truth. I like it. I like uh, it. Pass interference. The biggest part to me is you reward teams for bad throws. For sure. Yes. Throw it up, and it, if it's short, I'm going to try to make the adjustment, flop a little bit, and I'm going to get a flag because the DB runs into me, and I think that's wrong. Well, that's the end of the first quarter. When we come back, we got the hot fire takes. We want to hear. One from Billy Baber, the guest in the studio. We're going to give him the platform to give us a hot fire, spitfire take when we get back. This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. My name is D-Nice. Take it, 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 take it
looking to pass the football. Goes in the middle. Pass is caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Touchdown, Chiefs. Touchdown, Chiefs. Daniel Hughes took the bullet over the middle from Steve Bono. First and 10 for the Chiefs at the 14 of the Steelers. Halfback pass. Marcus Allen right side. Touchdown, Kansas City. Daniel Hughes from Marcus Allen. Expert analysis, news, and views. From Chiefs Radio Network color analyst, Dana Hughes. This so-called number one defense in the NFL that hadn't played anybody during the last part of the season. And we showed who was the best team on this field and deserved to host another AFC championship for four straight. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Years, but you can call it denial. All right, we are back. Players only. Second quarter of the show here with Sean Barber, a.k.a. Barbershop, Billy Baber, and I am Danon Hughes. Remember, the De- Jay Southland Tow Service text line is open, as well as the phone lines, 913-586-7610. We got the text line. We're going to tackle that in the third quarter like we do each week. But this second quarter is about hot fire, spitfire takes, and we're going to baptize Baber with the first opportunity to throw something hard at us. We, we, we got a judging system here, baby. So if you don't come strong, you're going to hear about it. Um, my hot take would be for America, when can you get paid America. and not come to your job? <laughs> uh, that, that, this is what is happening now in the National Football League. Uh, and I'm talking about two quarterbacks in particular. Uh, Marcus Mariota for the Atlanta Falcons. And Derek Carr, now for the Las Vegas Raiders. I I don't I, I get it I understand it. Uh, the the Raiders were struggling. Their best players were complaining. Meaning Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr, three weeks ago was crying in an interview. Um, I get it. Times are tough over there. I really don't <laughs> care. Uh, but times are tough over mm-hmm. there. Uh, but the fact that Derek Carr can make thirty million dollars. He's supposed to make $40 million next year. Can get in his car and drive to his house (laughs) and sit at his couch 
and turn on the game this weekend and watch his team play, drinking his own beer, eating his own popcorn, yep, and getting paid blows my mind. I, listen, I played with Trent Green. Trent Green, I, I, if he ever got demoted, there's a hundred percent chance he's coming to practice, he's coming to compete, and he's coming to help. Yep, right. He's not going to put the rest of his team, and and maybe this is something they forced him to do. Uh, Mariota did it about five weeks ago when they put the Ritter kid in. Yeah, in right? Atlanta. In Atlanta. I, I I don't understand it. You know, the Raiders are taking a real chance here because, A, they're getting rid of their franchise guy at 2018, 19, somewhere in there. He was up for the MVP of the league, kind of like Carson Wentz. Um, and not only that, but you're playing with your best player's feelings, uh, Mr. Adams. Yeah. And he came to Las Vegas to play with his best friend, Derek Carr. And now you got rid of him, uh, and you got a guy by the name of Jared Stidham throwing balls <laughs> to the best wide receiver in the game. Yeah. He can't be happy. No, not happy at all. And, and the bigger problem is that you're about to face the 49ers and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. That, those are the two teams. Well, that's that, maybe why Carr quit. He's like, man, I don't want to play them too. But, but I will say, you know, going back in the history of the game, this is part of the reason why the owners – for many, many years, wouldn't give guaranteed contracts. This is the argument that they would say is that guys, when they get guaranteed contracts, you won't see the the essence of what you've seen when guys are fighting for every dollar. And so this kind of pours into the cup of the owners saying, I told you so. But on the flip side, you never saw in the past where quarterbacks were benched and told basically you're not there's no chance you're going to get in the game and i mean you you see that with the washington commanders we're seeing that with the raiders you jets. see that the jets like panthers they're making decisions on their side that are very uh, uncommon to what we've seen in history and now players are making decisions that are uh, you know insignificant in history as well so it's kind of a double edged sword but julio what are we going to give our special guest for that hot fire tape. Barbershop, what you got? Man, listen, I, I know one thing about the NFL, and it's not for long, but I never, never in my life thought that not for long was going to be for the coaches. I always yeah. thought, I thought it was just something reserved for the players because my first year in the league, my position coach looked at me and was like, hey, before – I'm gone. I'm gonna make sure every guy in this room is gone. He told us, <laughs> he's like, I will tell you if you don't go out there and bust your butts and play hard and all this, show up on time. I will make sure all of you guys are out the league before I get fired. That ain't the case no more. I know. We've seen Indianapolis. Uh, we, we've seen uh, Broncos. The Broncos. Urban we've Meyer. seen uh, Carolina Panthers. Um, all, in in one season, mm-hmm. we've seen three head coaches be ghosted in one without even completing a whole season. Yeah. Which is the second time in the history of the National Football League. That a coach was fired that quick? In his Number inaugural one was, season. First time up, first time. To get, can't even get through uh, 17 games. Yeah. Well, who's the other one? Urban Meyer. Oh, yeah. Now, now that's a tough pill to yeah, swallow. That, if you're, if you're Nathaniel extra. Hackett, <laughs> like you've climbed, literally climbed the ladder starting out as a ball boy for us in the mid-'90s. When, you, when his dad, Paul Hackett, was our offensive coordinator and hanging out with us at the dorms up in River Falls and yes. playing ping pong and running errands for us and all this, and you climb, scratch, clawed all the way up the ladder and can't get a full year. 
Can't even get a full year. 15 games. It's a, so at the end of the day, man, that NFL being not for long for players, again, it didn't, it didn't flop sides, and now it's not for long for the head coaches. And these owners, they are being, man, they are paying guys off just to go home. Mm-hmm. They're promoting the next guy. So, man, who's the hot coaches now? Sean Payton. D'Amico J- Ryans. D'Amico Ryans. We got a bunch of coordinators. Jim Caldwell's name is being thrown around because obviously the job he did at Detroit won't that bad. Because he still won some games for them, and I know that he was a better coach than a lot of these guys getting opportunities oh, now. So uh, his name's getting thrown back in there. So I think it's, it's going this coaching carousel. We talk about uh, Bloody Monday once the season's over. I think it's just beginning to start, but these heads gonna be chopped off, and there's gonna be some new guys, some new blood as far as coaching coming into the league. And it's interesting to add on to that barbershop. A lot of these coaches are very calculated in when they leave a place like Sean Payton, they go to the media. Mm. What that allows them to do is it allows them to basically talk to all 32 teams, GMs, and owners without any kind of collusion or any issue that can pop up that is negative to them. So I'm going to step away from coaching for one year, maybe two years, and I am basically a free agent that I can travel around, I can have – dinner with whomever I can have conversations with whomever because I'm no longer a coach, but I am also putting myself in a position to be recruited Mm -hmm. for any other team that's struggling and will need a coach in the future. So it's a great play by the, by the coaches, by head coaches, guaranteed money, money to get paid to leave and then be a free agent to be able to sign wherever else. Uno, dos, tres. (sighs) So we got two football hot takes. I'm going to go with a baseball hot take. Carlos Correa signs a billion-dollar contract, uh, agrees upon one with the Giants, San Francisco Giants. For everybody out there, this is baseball now. This is the real sport. This is baseball we're talking. Baber is Baber was uh, a baseball you, player. I don't. My eyes have Virginia, rolled so far time, in the back yeah. of my head. I, my eyes have been rolling since he said baseball. Mm-hmm. Ba- oh, I ain't even. I ain't even Julio. done yet. Julio. That's I, what I'm talking about, baby. That's what I'm talking Julio, about, baby. Don't play into his shenanigans. No, I no shenanigans. Ca- Carlos Correa agrees with the Giants. You ain't even talking rules. Pat, I know, but I'm saying there's what? there's a premise behind it. But I'm saying agrees with the the Giants. Yes. And technically fails or doesn't pass his physical. It's an injury that is not, was never a listed injury. So based on their collective bargaining agreement, it should not even be a factor. And they're back and forth. And then while they're doing the back and forth, the net, the Mets swoop in and snatch him. And the dialogue for those out there who are baseball fans is about the collective bargaining agreement and how that contract and how that was handled could affect players in the future. Because Carl's like, I'll sign, you know, I'll do whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'll wave this and that with the Giants. And the Giants, and then the union comes into play, and they're like, no, because it's going to affect every other player in the future. Because if you allow this them to navigate around this, basically sabotaging you as a player, you're going to open the door up for every other future contract to be negotiated or to have some kind of wormy language in it 
that a, that a team can get out of that guaranteed money. So when we're talking about the guaranteed money in the NFL, just understand from a fan's to a fan's perspective, there's some slimy stuff that goes on. Slimy stuff. We all have stories of players who had incentives in week 15 and week 16 didn't get a start, didn't get balls thrown their way, didn't uh, wasn't part of certain packages on the field because they had a hundred thousand or a million dollars coming if they got two catches. Guys jumping in the huddle, calling a knocking, you know, tapping the quarterback. Hey, I need a swing route. I need two. I need two catches in this game. And every play called opposite for him to stay in the back and in the back and and block. Uh, so slimy stuff goes on in the business side. I always lean towards. I'm going to be biased towards players. Uh, I understand Baber's positioning with paying guys to go home. That's a whole different dynamic. But it's sliminess in that business in the sports world, and you got to get yours. You still get a want. You got to get yours. Man, Julio is the dude, man. He's on his game, man. That's what I'm talking about. Somebody got to hold you to the fire, bro. Hold your feet to the fire. Understand? When it's you, break time. When it's you don't bring time. that fire, you don't bring <laughs> that fire. Remember, phone. we got the Jay Southland oh. Toe Service text line. The phone line's open. We're going to tackle those in the third quarter. I needed to quiet down barbershop real quick, so we're going to go to break. Anyways, with that, time's yours. This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Wait, and he gets buried. He gets destroyed by Sean Barber. Y'all better get ready to rumble. Maddox throws over the middle, intercepted, intercepted in the end zone, picked off by Sean Barber. I wish we had a video no, in this booth when Barbershop hears his intro. You're ready to rumble? Not you, only is you, you he singing in the background, like he's dancing, sliding on his chair. Spicy like gumbo. His Christmas sweatshirt on. Christmas sweatshirt. Oh, Christmas over. <laughs> Happy holidays. How, yeah, how long do you wear Christmas stuff after Christmas? Until the New Year. July. That's what it is. Is that your rule? Yeah, until the New Year. So your Christmas season is till New Year's. Exactly. So you can wear Christmas stuff, Christmas One, hat. 100%. You've got a reindeer sweatshirt on. 100%. Right, wow. Baby, is that how it is with you? No, nah, I go off of the HOA. They tell you you got to take your Christmas lights down by January the 15th. That's it. See, so he got into the 15th. 15th. He, he that's his, that's labor, part, though. That's like, like taking something down off of your nah, house. I paid big money for them. I'm leaving them just <laughs> as long as possible. 15th, they'll be shining bright. <laughs> hey, man, I paid big money for this sweater, dog. Don't worry about it. We are nah, back. Pay nothing for that. Players only, and we got the phone lines open. Let's go to the 913. Phone line one, what you got? Hey, hey, Dave. Hi, Sean. How you doing? Yeah, the defense really looked good. Yeah, a sack by Carl's, uh, Carl Loftus and, uh, yeah, yeah, Chris Jones with a sack, you know. Yeah, it was a great performance. Yeah, and uh, just had to stop the run defense. Ken uh, Washington, uh, the third, had uh, 107 yards, and uh, Tony with a touchdown, and uh, yeah, Mahomes with a touchdown, and uh, Jerry McKinnon with a touchdown. And uh, I tell you something, the defense really looked good now. Let's take care of the Broncos. And uh, what do you think of, uh, uh, yeah, I know the Broncos are a real mess, and, uh, and uh, what do you think of the firing? Do you think it's a little too late? What do you think is that? Take care of yourself, guys. 
Thanks a lot, Dan. We love that energy. Dan Baber, you don't you never experienced Dan. Wow. He's like the mid-show five-hour energy. That's how for I know us. he don't listen to our show. I, I know, do. see? I no, no, I know I try. If you listen Man, to our show, Dan is Every week, he's one of the most consistent callers. Him, mm-hmm. Big Jacks, Big T, all our guys, man. And you and you don't pay attention. That's don't pay attention. There's no I in team. I do pay attention that uh, Dan didn't bring up the fact that Dan ain't never beat the Broncos. He bring that. <laughs> Who never built to beat the Broncos? He talk about that every week. He'll slide that in there like Dan. We, we beat the Broncos. You oh, see yeah. how my voice went up high? We, <laughs> we beat the Broncos. He's what like, you hey, Dan, about? Anyway, we about to play the Broncos. Hey, I know that you you never beat the Broncos, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He'll slide that in on Dane, and Dane will come back and be like, hey, man, did he Wait say? Wait well, hold on. Did he just now backslap me on a sly? And I, heard, me a compliment? I, I thought I heard him say last week something about the no punt game. Oh. Mm. See what I'm talking about? See, how, hey, see how that voice went whoa, low after whoa, that? Got, got kind of. I was there for that. Uh, yeah, I, was, I know. What was you doing on the sideline, baby? I had my uniform on. Wait, wait, baby. Wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, baby. What was you doing on the sideline when the defense and Sean Barber did not get any stops? Was you like screaming at them or like? Listen, um, this is this is exclusive stuff now. Barbershop, yeah, my homeboy. Ah, uh, don't go that my, route. My, Let's figure out what my, happened. Here. My boy, uh, did you call him Swiss Cheese? My no. boy Mike Maslowski and I are business partners. Oh. He was on that team too. Uh, <laughs> You know, you, you, you looked around, and they had a guy by the name of the Sheriff, I think is what they called him, and he wore 18 on his jersey. Uh, his name is uh, Mr. Manning. He came that's in. That's what Barbershop was calling him during oh, the game? Oh, my goodness. That's, that's what he's dude, calling? This dude was like a surgeon that day. <laughs> we couldn't get a stop if we had to. It's like y'all was Gray's Anatomy out there. Did our, did our <laughs> offense punt? Huh? Did our offense punt? No. No. So, was it, so, so, so both defenses was basically the same? Terrible. Well, Charles Barkley, terrible. Well, let's talk about turnovers. We had some turnovers. Oh, but then we don't talk about that. It's but, just a, it's just a no punt game. How about penalties? How about penalties in the end zone? Listen, TG. But it, but could how but about TG? Wouldn't you say stop. that the Colts <laughs> stop? Yeah, wouldn't you say the Colts forced the turnovers on offense? How come y'all didn't force any? No, they didn't though. That, that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to tell you. They did. Priest no. Holmes that, fumbled. No. He fumbled. Going no down force. the middle. 50 yard run at the end of the day, a, a, a Hail Mary swipe happened to touch the ball and knock it out of his hand. That's how, as a defensive player, you go, you're going to dumb it down like that. Like it was just Hail some Hail Mary swipe. And then, uh, who's the, who's the, the safety Bob Sanders or somebody like Bob that. Sanders. He was in awful he, position. He couldn't play nowadays. either. Tony Gonzalez barely mm-hmm. touched his in the back and they called a pass interference, but they called it. So, and my man, Mr. What's all that got to do with y'all defense not forcing a punt or getting a turnover? Why, not one. Neither defense. It's not like our offense punted three times and we couldn't force a punt. Neither offense punted the ball. So, so all the, 22 of y'all should be ashamed of yourself. They're, they're 11 and you're 11. <laughs> no, I ain't got You can watch this. Look at the stats of my, of my, of my game. Oh, it's not an individual game. Oh, okay. Big T, what you got? Hey, guys. Hey, th- <laughs> hey thanks for taking my call. Um, before I get going, I'd like to give a shout out to the play the king of his sport man sorry to hear about mm-hmm. him um, and well you know it always dig the player's perspective with dana and barbershop and it's like having an extra slice of pie tonight Woo! with with billy in the, on board baby and then you know the defense you guys were talking about this game seattle we went by 14 it was cold the defense played it like i probably had the best game of the year they played ferocious d and, and, you know, they're going to carry that over, and we're healthy. That's the thing. And then Patrick Mahomes, yeah. just see that guy just do another fantastic, just out-of-this-world play. He's the best trigger man in the league. 
diving out and putting that ball on the outside of the pylon. People are going, that ain't a touchdown. No, it is a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd like to leave you with this hot take. Uh, uh, Russell Wilson, his wife had a surprise birthday party for him. I wonder if his, the players, uh, some of his buddies and the players that came, if they played a uh, pin the tail on the donkey because the Chiefs <laughs> are about ready to pin a 15 straight whoop ass on their donkey asses again. And as always, let's go Chiefs. Big T, we appreciate you, man. The whole time, man. I can't wait for you to pull that truckers home, man. That's all I'll be waiting for the whole time, man. Appreciate the shout-outs, though, man. Appreciate the shout-outs. And I agree with the weather, the conditions, dominating. Dominating is different in everybody's eyes. And the elements come into play, you know, guys playing super inspired versus just playing the game of football. Like, dominance in the NFL is tough. Everybody's grown men. Everybody, they are getting paid. Their livelihood's on the line, and it's tough to dominate. But I felt like, given all the circumstances in that last game against the Seahawks, I felt like it was a dominating game. It just wasn't a dominating score. All right, Big Jacks, what you got? What up, fellas? Hey, man, I'm just going to say, these two teams that we have left are exactly where I was hoping they would be at this point in the season. No will. To play, like I say, they play for the money, which means the money gonna come regardless. So whether I play hard or not, you know, ain't no playoffs on the line, ain't nothing else on the line. We going out here and play for this money and get on out of here and go on vacation. So uh, I think that since the Rams game, the Chiefs team has been kind of holding something back on offense. You know, put some plays off in the in the cut. Uh, you got you got uh, uh, Hardman coming back. I mean. It's gonna. This team is gonna be all right, and they're gonna be ready for the playoffs. They've just been in survival mode, trying to get through the end of this season. So, I, you know, I can't wait to see what they're gonna do this week, and then on through our Let's go Super Bowl for the Chiefs. How about that? I'm out, man. Peace. Big Appreciate Jacks. it, Big Jacks. Uh, totally agree. Uh, there's a fine line, guys. I mean, we've been in that locker room. I can't ever say personally that, like, I took a team lightly. Like we were, so we were definitely better than. And I always felt like, for me, and I, and I think fans will be interested in hearing from you guys your perspective. Like I prepared the same way every game. Yeah. But from a human perspective, you have to think. Okay, there was some point in some games where you're like, okay, this is just too easy. Like this is not even. This ain't even really really fun. The fun part is just embarrassing somebody now on the field. So. Some people might equate that to you don't play as hard when you have such a dominating game or what have you, but, like, the guys show up the same way. Now, how the game unfolds could sway you and your intensity or something like that. Is that the same for y'all, especially on defense, Barbershop? Well, listen, we just spoke about it. It's 20 years later, and when you talk about the no-punt game, my pride gets a little involved because – That's why I bring it up so often. <laughs> I know what kind of hard work, sacrifice went into that game planning for that game. So, I mean, listen, the Denver Broncos defense, they coming ready to try to shut this offense down. It don't, they don't matter who the head coach is. They don't matter what's going on with Russ. If he cooking, ain't cooking. He riding, ain't riding. That defense got some pride about those guys, and they play with the edge and the arrogance that they're a top defense in the league. And so you're going to have to see them no matter what. Now, on our defensive side of the ball, Judy, he, he almost got himself kicked out last game. Kind of showed his backside a little bit, got a little bit upset, got in the offense's face. 
And then he started that second. He he put on a, a second half that, for the ages. He should got thrown out of the game though. And we couldn't even yes. stop him. So I, I I'm excited to see what our defense adjustment is going to be to stop this guy. Um, and that, Corlin Sutton is healthy this time, and they got some other other guys, you know, getting getting a little bit healthy and stuff. So, I mean, this this just because the head coach got fired, I think that there is a a sense in Denver that they're circling the wagons and trying to figure out, like let's let's look interiorly. Uh, let's look, look look inside and see who in this locker room is down for the call. Who who's who who we riding with? Who we ain't? Yeah. And so that can be dangerous, man. That could be something that uh, you put enough skilled guys together and, and come come into uh, Arrowhead with the, with the right attitude and mentality. And if we ain't ready, it's gonna be a longer game. I think we're gonna win it, but it could be a longer game than we than we suspect. I think. Go ahead, babe. Well, you know, we never had this issue, right? I mean, the Chiefs right now are to hunt it every game. They got mm-hmm. a big target on their back. They got to be ready for every game. We played games like this back when we were this way, Barber. Uh, 03, we were 9 and 0. Yeah. Um, went to Cincinnati. And we went to Cincinnati, and that didn't work out for us. I just knew every day when we got ready to go to a game, we were going to get the people's best efforts. Yep. That's hard week after week after week to get up and prepare for. I know we're professionals, and I know they're getting paid. I understand all that. But if you know there's a situation like tonight's game with the Dallas Cowboys, they should win that game by 30, right? Yeah. They're playing the Titans with a half roster. I, I just I just think they get a second to relax because they're saying, look, we're playing the Titans. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs get a second to relax because they're playing a no-head coach, uh, let's ride, terrible ball club that's coming in here. I just don't think within the division you can do that. Yeah. I don't care who you play. Yeah. Uh, division games, you can throw the records out. It does not matter. So I don't think the Chiefs are going to let off on this game. It's a game like last week that I worry about. Yeah. That I see when we're playing the Seahawks, who are out of division, out of conference, exactly like Dallas tonight, right? Mm-hmm. They're playing the Titans. Nothing really on the line. They know they got to win, but they can probably win with their backups. Yep. And, uh, and, they're, I looking agree. For, and they're looking for that week 18 matchup versus the Eagles is – that's when all the chips are on the on the table for them. Yeah. So next week is going to probably be more special than this week because depending on how the Bills and the Bengals, yes. uh, how that game unfolds on Monday, we could be playing for another number one seed next week against the lowly Raiders. But as you mentioned, in the division, when you're not in it, you're trying to spoil it. And the, the Broncos do not want to get beat 15 straight times by the same team. Dang. And they're gonna come out. They're gonna come out guns blazing. I I feel like that's gonna be the case. All right. When we come back, we got the fourth quarter. We're gonna mix in some of the text messages because there's not really a whole lot more we can talk about with regards to the Broncos and the Broncos game coming up that we hadn't just shared. So we're gonna tackle some more of the text. This is Players Only with Danon Hughes and Sean Barber Thursday nights at six on your official broadcast partner at the Kansas City Chiefs six ten Sports Radio. No matter what. Barbershop, this show is not for you. What? This is not uh, Shazam or anything like that. And they stay there. And they stay there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, did y'all listen to Tech Nines, the, the holiday joint with the Chiefs? I thought that was all right, man. Yeah, it was smooth. I'll give it to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was We got to give uh, Strange Music. We got to give him a little shout out, man. Tech Nine, Uncle Ike. Those jokers be throwing it down, man. Yeah, they do. 
Keeping maybe, it local. Maybe repping Kansas City for Keeping sure. Keeping it local. All right, guys. Last quarter. We got about five minutes left in the show. Uh, real quick on the Broncos, and then we're going to tackle some of these texts. Broncos, man, obviously I think I've said my piece on it. Defensively, you got to be ready for whatever. Um, they're going to be aggressive. They got confidence. They got a lot of confidence on that defense side of the ball, so they're not taking um, – to me, they're not taking the backseat to anybody. And when you got a defense that can play lights out and keep teams under, you know, 17, 20 points, you always have a chance to win. you always going to give yourself a chance to win now. You think they, they're going to force us to punt? <laughs> All right, baby, your turn. They they they're gonna be hungry, man. I mean, the Broncos are coming in here. I mean, it's a job interview for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new coach. I mean, a division game, uh, fifteen in a row. I, I don't look to see those guys roll over. They're yeah. not gonna come in here again. They're all out for a job interview, and they are trying to audition for a job next year. Yeah. Um, and they don't know who that head coach is gonna be. So this is the film that those guys are gonna turn on whoever gets that job, mm-hmm. and they're going to say, all right, how'd this guy play? Because he knew we didn't have a head coach. He knew that the chips are terrible right now, and he's still coming out and giving maximum effort. Those are the guys you want on your ball the, club. The right? one thing, Dan, I do got to say is it does, from an in- internal standpoint, organizational standpoint, if you're the Denver Broncos and you're not in the playoffs, do you rest Simmons and do you, like Justin Simmons and some of their – um, certain like, do you start yeah. making organizational moves to prevent a late season injury, injury. to a superstar? That's it, the one thing that I, we, we probably didn't discuss that probably could happen. Yeah, I could see that as well. I, I feel like this is a winnable game. This is likely the third straight. It is the third straight double digit favor that we are in. It will likely be three or four because next week we'll likely be double digit favorites against the Raiders. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I know there's betters out there that pay attention to that. All right, we got the 913. Hey, guys, love your show. Why should we show anything and put to put on film? Why don't we just play base, off bench, base defense, and leave the rest for the future? It doesn't work that way. I mean, um, I'm sure they're not going to show fake punts and surprise onsides and pooch kicks and blah, blah, blah. So those are the trick plays. Maybe no reverses, but we do jet sweeps. We do the flip passes. That's part of the normal part of our offense. So I don't know what else we would not show that we hadn't already shown this season. Let's remember, we've played, uh, we've played what, 15 games? Um, so there's enough film from the entire season. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to, you don't, you avoid showing something in this game. But I like the idea. I like the mindset. Definitely a beneficial mindset for us to have at this point. Um, let's see. We got the nine one three. Considering the large amount of personal fouls, what cha- what has changed the most? We all learned at an early age to tackle with your head up and to break down and drive through the ball carrier when tackling. Why so much leading with the head? Uh, man, listen. I go back and look at that play. Um... I got to say, he had a personal issue. There was something going on beyond – because, I mean, that's not the way he played ball. Talking about Derwin James? Yeah, Yeah. that's not the normal way he played ball or hit. And it seemed like it was something like either he was trying to make a personal statement, he wanted to get himself thrown out the game. He was just (laughs) – at at the end of the day, it was something went on where he snapped in because you you just don't just, I mean, javelin yourself at somebody's side of the head like that. Um, Knowing that, you know, what the result could be. Um, so I will I, say this as well. In barbershop, you would probably know, baby, you played special teams like I did. Um, your helmet and your shoulder pads are close. They are close. 
and the movements of a ball carrier and your movements or your adjustments to their movements can make your head come into play when you 100% are dialed in to hit with your shoulder. Mm-hmm. The same, and, and the fact that there's a disparagement with dropping their helmet, if it's supposed to be total, totally about protecting the players, how come there's no offensive personal fouls that are thrown when running backs drop their head? Because they do it all the time. Because they do it all the time. So it's a biased rule, but I also want people to understand that I don't care how much technique you work on, which the Chiefs work on just as much as anybody in the league, uh, or probably more. When the full speed is running at you and around you and juking you, and they drop their helmet or drop their center of gravity, and you start off with a target of one area, you can end up with your helmet hitting somebody else's helmet. Not an excuse for Derwin James, but I'm just saying that's what's real. It happens. And what's real is we are done with players only. We will be back next week You're after welcome. a win, 15 straight win against the Donkeys. Merry Christmas. Happy Baby, New Year, You man. are welcome anytime season. you want. You don't have to come Thanks, in man. with him. Appreciate and it. And we appreciate all the listeners, all the callers, all the texters. Him downstairs. We're out. Peace. Have a blessed, safe, and happy New Year. Him downstairs. <laughs> Give me some milk and cookies. <laughs> is Players Only with Danon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.